John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. (laughs) Yes, it is. So, what's been going on with you? Well, well, actually, I've got a game that I'd like to play with you. So, I teach, uh, I have year 11 students, which are, I suppose, 15 and 16, and... They're going to have a. They're going to do their GCSEs, their final exams. Then they're going to have a prom. And yesterday, the people who were going to the prom were given a sheet with different quest- categories on that they had to fill in. And there's going to be like a fake awards ceremony uh, at the prom. Now, these uh, categories were created by the students, but it was all typed up and okayed by the head of year. Now, I want you to tell me, I if you find. Which one do you think are real and which one do you think are fake? <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. so um, category, so number one, most likely to become a wag uh, and marry a professional football player. Do you think that's true or do you think that's just something I've made up? Um, I'm going to say made up. No, it was true. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, most likely to go to prison. <laughs> uh, I think... Oh, God. I just feel like I'm going to say false to all of these, but yeah, I think that's false too. No, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who... I mean, you weren't chosen as the uh, person most likely, (laughs) were you? No, no, they have to put another student. Um, Person most likely to be homeless. (laughs) I think I'm going to get zero points in this. Okay, I'm going to go for... No, 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 this is definitely false. This is Uh, must be. No, it's true. (laughs) <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah all right person most likely to get divorced <laughs> all right okay i'll play let's go true uh it was true yeah yeah okay uh, i'm glad i got a point eventually person most likely to appear as page three so for people who don't know what page three is in the uh the british tabloids one of the newspapers <laughs> uh as has every day has a picture of a woman with her breasts out on page three um, I don't, in fact, I'll be honest, I don't know if they still do that, but I know they stopped doing it, but I think, I don't know if they've then gone back to doing it as a protest against political correctness. Who knows? Because they're a bunch of wankers. It's the sort of thing they would do, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, person most likely to appear in page three. No, I'm going false. Oh, it's true. <laughs> true. Yeah. God, the head of year who who I authorised all of these things, is a, he's gone. She, it's a she. Um, oh god! <laughs> yeah, rear of the year. Well, it must be true if the yeah, page true. three ones in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I as a you know grown man, I thought this was pretty uh, disgusting. Um, yeah, yeah. It just everything about it was just celebrating everything that's horrible about humanity. Uh, there was nothing like <laughs> person who's going to succeed the most. It was just all you know, person who's going to become fat and really. So go on, and, and how about you? Um, oh, well, I've had a, a busy week since we last spoke. I had a comedy show on the weekend uh, at Vega in Ebis, Tokyo. Great show. 
Yeah, it's always fun. It was packed house, really good. But I had a little bit of an incident. Actually, I've been looking forward to talking to you because I really wanted to get it off my chest. So I walked in uh, after the interval back into the bar and I was performing in the second half. And I was with a mutual friend of ours, Justin. And as we walked to the bar to get a drink, he was stood at the bar and... I sort of moved back away from the bar, but he stayed there to watch the show. And I thought he was kind of in someone's line of sight, like blocking them. So I said to him, hey, mate, I think you're in that woman's way. And then she leaned around him and said, excuse me, who are you calling a woman? Was it a guy? Well, that was where I sort of panicked at that moment because I like it was a slightly dark bath, but it looked like a woman. It sounded like a woman. It's pretty sure it's a woman. But I judged her to be a woman, and I actually was right. She was a woman. I feel like I've said the word. I feel like I said the word "woman" a lot. So, how did you know? I, I said. Well, I said to her, so I, well, so well, tell me what you would have done. Because I said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is that not okay? And she said, oh, I would, she said, I would rather you had called me a lady. <laughs> she sounds like David Walliams off Little Britain. She... <laughs> I'm a lady. She was literally Welsh, so she could have been the only lady in the village. <laughs> but... See, I don't know. Since when has the word woman become bad? Is that something I've missed? I mean, I don't know really where I am anymore in the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what's happening when we're filling the young people's heads with such nonsense. <laughs> I know. I can't believe people it. Who are women, people who are women are offended to be called a woman. And she's not even, it's not like she doesn't identify as a woman. She literally said, Oh, I am female and I am a lady, but I just don't like using the word woman. And (laughs) I was all stuttering and bumbling around the topic. And then Justin, like one of my best friends, helps me 0%. It just says, Well, you're digging yourself in deeper here, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what good friends are for. You did have your hands in your knickers when he said that, did you? <laughs> Do the old crocodile, crocodile done tea test. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a... Anyway. <laughs> Shall I tell you what's on today's show? Yes, please. <laughs> well, we have a packed show as ever. We have the return of School Days and we have some stand-up comedy with Fedor Ikla, a Dutch comedian. Uh, Very funny, you're going to enjoy that. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Time for the news. John, what have you got for me? Well, we had two people get in touch with us, so it was uh, kind of difficult to choose between the two. So we had the first story was from Thornton Schultz. Schultz, sorry, beg my pardon. Uh, he sent us a story which was uh, an Edinburgh a flight to Dusseldorf accidentally landed in Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think it didn't accidentally land in Edinburgh. The pilot thought he was going to Edinburgh, but everybody else on the plane thought they were going to Dusseldorf. <laughs> so is, is this his fault or is this everybody else's fault? It's the company's fault who um, approved his flight plan or made his <laughs> flight plan. So, uh, but yeah, I, I was going to do that story. But to be honest, the quotes that they have from the people uh, were not outraged. They were just kind of, oh, he's made a bit of a mistake. So, this, 
So rather than that, I've uh, the second story that was given to us by a person called Francis. Oh, had... sorry. Before you before you tell that yeah. story, can I just tell you the headline of a story I found? Yeah, yeah. It's, right, literally, just the headline. It's the sort of thing that give you nightmares. Let it me says... guess. Before you do it, is this the one about the woman who's got four bees in her eyelid? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, I read, I read that this morning and I took great pleasure in telling my uh, nephew and niece all about it today. They really freaked him out. <laughs> let, me, let, let me tell the listener the title. The, the headline for this article was Docs, this, Doctors Discover Four Live Bees Feeding on Tears Inside Woman's Eye. Oh. <laughs> it's so terrifying. Yeah. Go to theguardian.com uh, to find out more information on that. <laughs> yeah, they were, and the bees were still alive after they pulled yeah, them I out. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. And uh, g- good news, the woman was fine as well. So yeah, uh, this other story that we've been given from Francis was uh, from the Daily Mirror, and it was, man who never felt human now lives his life as a dog in a £2,000 fur suit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it says Kaz James 37 from Salford Greater Manchester um, carries items with his teeth and snacks on bonios uh, this man is a, what's referred to as a human pup seemingly there's a big community I don't know how big I should probably not even a community probably just a pack <laughs> <laughs> um, a pack of adult men I'm guessing they're all men usually these weird things are men um, <laughs> Maybe ladies, I don't know. There might be some bitches involved. Who knows? <laughs> if you are, if you are, if you are a bitch, get in touch. <laughs> I think calling him a bitch is fine. Just don't call him a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it says uh, he's a store manager from Salford, Greater Manchester, and um, he's part of a uh, pup play community. And he's transitioned from part-time pooch to confident canine. Uh, it says. <laughs> The self-professed full-time orange-brown and camo canine unleashes his doggy personality by barking at friends, carrying items with his teeth and snacking on bonios. Uh, it says it says full-time, right? So if you go to this article, yeah. we'll put in the in the uh, the links in the show notes. There is uh, the photos are of him in full-on dog outfit, uh, but then he says he just goes to work in a t-shirt that just says "pup" on the front. So I don't think he's really <laughs> full-time. You don't get dogs taking <laughs> off the fur and putting t-shirts on. Um, but it's quite a weird sort of story. Uh, it just says, um, I was known by my friends for saying hello to them by grabbing hold of their collar of their shirt in my teeth and biting or licking them, which is very canine-type behaviours. That's how I was. Uh, my mum and dad moved to Norfolk when I was young and I didn't realise there was anybody like me till they got the internet installed in our house at 17, when I was 17. <laughs> He said it was liberating. It was a liberating moment knowing there were other people like me having felt properly weird for the longest time. If you met your friend and he started biting your collar, I'm glad you said collar there. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, we have got friends who do that sort of stuff. No, I can think uh, of a few friends who are quite um, animalistic in their behaviour. <laughs> yes, one or two do spring to mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I think I would probably be uh, fairly reluctant to meet up with someone too often who was uh, oh, nibbling yeah. on my on the edge of my shirt. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but he says uh, he said this is the bit that made me laugh. He said uh, he moved when he was uh, in school. Nobody knew there was anything different about him. And then when he was eighteen, he moved into a house share with a load of his friends, who 
uh, then discovered what he was really like. <laughs> <laughs> Could have mentioned that before they moved in. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Can you imagine that? You move, in, move into a house with your schoolmates and the next thing you know, your friend's just shitting on the garden lawn. <laughs> trying to hump your leg. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, there's a bit of this that I think, yeah, he's not really um, proper feral. Because he says he eats, he eats food... Um, he doesn't eat dog food, he eats normal food and he eats it out of a dog bowl, fair enough, quite weird but he uses a knife and fork <laughs> Does he sit at the table? Yeah, he sits at a table and eats spaghetti out of a bowl that just says dog bowl on it and that's, that's him being a canine with a knife yeah, and that, fork I mean, I've lost all respect for this guy <laughs> No, I think he's playing So the this pup, human pup scene's exploded he runs a, a night called the Kennel Club and he said um, there was a documentary on Channel 4, The Secret Life of the Human Pups, and since then it's really exploded, uh, but it's become insanely big. He said people now turn up to the pub where we hold these events just to show, just because they're interested. Then they have a few drinks with everyone and chat about stuff. Yes, people like to see a freak show. Yeah, well, so you turn up and chat about stuff. But he says by the end of the night, they'll be on the floor on all fours with tennis balls in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said tennis balls. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, the internet. I wonder, if, do you think he'd be he'd be uh, offended if you referred to him as a man? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. Don't ask me. I don't know what's offensive anymore. No. Like, <laughs> you absolute. That's... You absolute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, to me, the guy's clearly barking mad. <laughs> well. I just want to thank you for bringing this story to uh, to the podcast so I can just confidently say that's the end of that tale. <laughs> <laughs> and it's back. <laughs> that was G&S-N-G News. What were you like when you were at school? Did you get straight as or you a fool? John and Sam want to know They'll feature your story on the show. Tales from teachers are welcome too. You can send the email from the loo. Ring, ring goes the bell. Time for some school days action. John, I've got a little schoolyard game for you. In fact, I don't think it's a schoolyard game, but it's from school. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is this where I get beaten up again? <laughs> yeah, the wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> Often at school, there's lots of nicknames for students and teachers. I'm going to tell you the yep. nicknames for three teachers I had at school. Two of them yep. are real and one of them I've just made up. So okay, you have to kind of do, yeah, anyway, you get it. So <laughs> the, nicknames, <laughs> the nicknames are time for some stuff from the schoolyard. John, I've got a little game for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's weird. I've got a little game for you. Drugs. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long day at work. <laughs> the uh, I'm going to tell you three nicknames of teachers that I had at school, and I want you to try yep. and work out which one was not a real teacher. Okay. Yep. The first one is Beaky. Okay. So, what subject did Beaky teach? Beaky science. was yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was a chemistry teacher. Yeah. Sounds like a size. Did he have a big nose? Um, yeah. Well, actually, his name was Mr. Beacon. Uh, so that was the main oh. reason he was Beaky. But 
it's just as a right. little kind of convenient uh, bit of coincidence, he also did have a bit of a big hooky nose um, and, right. and usually half a donut on his chin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, the second nickname is the Cougar. Right. Was this a um, female teacher everybody wanted to have sex with? <laughs> no, this was the deputy head called Mr. Curry. Um, and the cougar came from a morphism from the curry, and it was alleged that Mr. Curry had a black belt in karate. Right. Okay. And the third was the Terminator. Right. Uh, what was his subject? Uh, he was a PE teacher, a big burly guy. I think he used to do the shot put or the shot put or the discus or something like that. But the main reason we called him the Terminator was because one of his eyes was red. Um, you know, like in the Terminator movie when his face melts off. Yeah, see yeah, yeah. So that was why we called see, him the my, my money was going to be on uh, the Terminator because it just sounds a bit cliche, but then you mentioned the fact that he had a physical disability, uh, which sounds exactly like the sort of thing kids would make fun of. Um, and the cougar from Curry, that just, I don't know, I just, surely there must be more, inv cougar just sounds a bit rubbish. Um, so I'm going to go with um, mocking the person with a disability, yes. Um, someone with a big nose called Beaky. Yeah. So I'm going to say, <laughs> The, is it the cougar, Mr. Curry, is not a real person? The one which was not a real teacher was the Terminator. Oh. Yeah. You, uh, you know my love of mocking the disabled people. That's, you snared, snared me in with that, did you? Yeah, it was unfair, <laughs> really. Jordan Sam's top tip. Hi, this is John, and this is my top tip. Are you worried about the upcoming environmental apocalypse, climate change? Are you worried for the future of your kids? Well, my top tip is don't forget to pee in the shower. <laughs> and the top tip for avoiding smells is make sure you shampoo after you've pissed in the shower. That way, nobody will ever know that you've pissed in the shower and your shower will smell lovely whilst you save the environment. Hello, welcome to Earth Dry Cleaners. I'm Mrs. Sekai. Do you wear clothes? Yes? Then you need Earth Cleaning. We clean all clothes, pants, UK and USA, socks, shirts, t-shirts, jackets, coats, hats, scarves, gloves, suits, dresses, skirts, everything you can wear, Earth Cleaners can clean it, but not Robert Cosplay. And the price is always the same, every time the same price. Even if you are a very fat westerner with big and massive clothes, it's the same price. More cleaning for us, but same price for you. It's great! So come down to Earth Dry Cleaners in Shibuya and we will make you look and smell like a clean Japanese! Yo. 
Yo, Johnny McPhee and Sammy O.T. Two prints took a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's something else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Okay, and now it's time for this episode's burning question, which was, what is the most inappropriate thing you've seen at a staff party? So has anybody been in touch, Sam? Uh, yeah, we had a few people getting in touch. Uh, we had one from Michael, who's from Canada but lives in Japan. Uh, he said he was at a staff party once with some teachers, and this is kind of a, a quite sweet one. One of the guys went into the toilet and he came out <laughs> wrapped head to, the toe, head to toe in toilet paper like, and walking like a mummy. <laughs> i bet the staff love that yeah yeah and the next guy who needed a shit <laughs> how about you anyone get in touch uh yeah we had chris and this one i don't know why he's quite so proud of this he said uh my wife once caught me screwing my secretary at the christmas party my marriage Ooh. was ended <laughs> yeah. but i but i didn't like her anyway <laughs> Wow, yeah. so we've got the two end of the spectrums there from the uh, yeah. <laughs> the mummy down to the the wifey. Yeah. I just can't believe that somebody be, could, could be so brazen as to actually try and have sex with somebody else while their wife was at the actual party. I mean, fair play to you, Chris. Hats <laughs> off. That is... Uh... I'm, not, I'm not sure if hats off is the right thing to say. <laughs> no. Well, in England, uh, they, uh, there was debate whether or not this week to uh, make divorces easier by having a no-blame claim. So nobody needs to be blamed, but I don't think Chris would uh, get away with that one. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> definitely going to be in the uh, doghouse. Or what was it called? The uh, kennel club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kennel club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so how about for you? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm fairly uh, well-behaved at uh, parties generally. Drink too much, probably. But actually, I've got two little things I want to tell you. One was I witnessed some of the worst party myself at a Christmas party ever. Uh, it was in, in Japan. There was a big kar open karaoke room. Uh, you know, karaoke is massive here. And I watched a guy sing an 11-minute version of Amazing Grace. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the slowest version of Amazing Grace you've ever seen. He couldn't <laughs> sing. He couldn't sing for the life of him. And it just went on and on and on. And I truly believe that this is the worst party that's... That, sorry. This is the worst behaviour that's ever been seen at any party ever, including that <laughs> bloke who shagged his secretary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as, as for me, myself... I, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, fairly well behaved. But one time we were coming back from a party. It must have been an end of year party in Japan. And I'd just been here for maybe a year. And my area manager was always on at me about not wearing a suit at work. So I started wearing one. But every time I wore a suit, he would never come and visit the branch. So I never got the respect that I deserve for wearing this bloody suit. And then we were coming home from the Christmas party <laughs> or the end of year party. And as we were walking down the road, I saw him with the other manager people leaving his end of year party and I had a suit under my big overcoat so I ran up to him ripped off my overcoat and just said I'm wearing a suit <laughs> <laughs> all all shame and you know self what what's the word self-loathing no oh, no I was gonna say sit like when you chuck away your dignity that's right <laughs> just oh, full of self-respect yeah, with no shame, no self-respect, dignity gone. <laughs> I did get a pay rise the following uh, contract. 
<laughs> How about for you? Yeah, well, back in the back in the days, I think um, there was quite a lot of uh, bad behaviour at parties. Um, well, actually, I just this this has just come to me now. I was going to tell you a different story, but I've just remembered this one. Uh, one Christmas party we had, and me and my friend, we ended up, it was a party on a boat uh, going around Yokohama Bay. It was like an all-you-can-drink thing. Then afterwards, the boat docked and people carried on drinking. And then as it went through the night, more and more people drifted off and went off home. And it ended up me and my mate, um, we were the last ones standing. I ended up in this hip-hop club. And for some reason, we were both wearing suits as well because it was quite formal. And we ended up getting up on stage and doing robot dancing uh, while these guys were doing, these uh, Japanese guys were doing like a hip-hop concert. And of course, we got thrown off by security, thrown off the stage by security. But the crowd cheered and got us back on. So we ended up getting back on stage. <laughs> and I can't dance for love nor money, but my friend was quite good at dancing. And it just ended up us two dressed in suits, drunkenly robot dancing to a crowd of Japanese hip-hop aficionados. <laughs> All right, and now it's time for this episode's stand-up comedy. And in this episode, we feature a Dutch comedian who's currently living in Nepal. Who says we're not international? Uh, His name is Fedor Ikela. I hope I pronounced that right. I think you're going to like this a lot. Yeah, I moved to Nepal a while ago uh, to find myself. It's a bit of a cliche nowadays. I have no idea how to fucking find myself, so I just Googled it and Google said, well, look at Nepal. <laughs> and I guess a lot of people Google it because Nepal is full with people trying to find themselves. So I guess somebody at the Nepalese government is very good at search engine optimization. <laughs> I'll give you the short version of this one. Uh, I didn't find myself. <laughs> I found a lot of other people, which were mostly in the police, as you might expect in Nepal, but uh, they also have a lot of uh, white vegan yoga extremists. <laughs> They're actually officially recognized as refugees in Nepal. <laughs> Instead of complaining about Islamization and the Quran, they're complaining about veganization and quinoa. <laughs> Besides running from gluten, uh, apparently they're also looking for uh, spirituality. I guess they run out here, I don't know. <laughs> but Nepal is a Hindu country, and Hinduism knows about 33 million gods. But to me, that doesn't make you. Knowing that many gods doesn't make you spiritual, it just means your heaven has some kind of migration problem. <laughs> so probably build some walls or at least put up a common dispenser. <laughs> but to me that also that explains a lot. That, to me that explains why they believe in reincarnation. 
It's just fucking full. <laughs> it's when you die and you get up there and you get this guy going, uh, yeah. Hello, welcome to heaven. Um, we are a bit full right now. <laughs> to be honest, you had better odds at the Bergheim. Uh, probably the best thing you can do is do one more lifetime as a dog. Try again. Maybe it's not what's up. But that must be so fucked up, right? Already being dead is kind of a bummer. And then you, they don't let you in, you have to live as a dog. You're trying to be optimistic about this whole thing. You think, oh, at least I'm not going to be something useless like a hamster or. Uh, or a Dutch stand-up comedian in Nepal. <laughs> Not at the top of the reincarnation list. Uh, you know, you're gonna be a dog, you can lick your own balls, you can hump people's leg and without without a Me Too incident. Basically, you're all, it's gonna be fun. You're getting excited about this whole dog thing, you have your rebirth. Hopefully you know how a rebirth goes. Ta-da! You open your eyes, you look at yourself and... Ah, fuck it, you are. <laughs> That's only the start of the whole misery, because when you're a chihuahua, you obviously get some kind of owner, which is a Paris Hilton wannabe. So you have to listen to a name like uh, Twinkle Tits or whatever. <laughs> you basically live in her purse as an accessory, and in the same purse, everything seems to disappear. She can never find her phone, wallet, keys. So you're sitting there, fuck, how many chihuahuas already disappeared in this purse? You know, like Twinkle Tits the seventh. So, uh, and even if she lets you out of the bed, it doesn't get any better because she has a bodybuilder boyfriend. Because that's what happened to these types. And then, and he's insecure about his masculinity, so he doesn't want to be seen with a chihuahua. He's ignoring you all the time. So you're like, fuck this, and he's can he, can he not see me? Is he gonna sit on me? What's happening? Did I disappear in the back? What's, what's going on? Am I gonna fucking die? That's why the little fuckers are trembling all the time. <laughs> and of course you get like gluten-free dog food because she read somewhere that gluten caused the Brexit or whatever. <laughs> and you get fucking questions all the time. Who's the pretty little princess? Who's the pretty little princess? Well, I don't fucking know I'm a dog. I've got balls. <laughs> Which I cannot lick because you put me in this dress. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, being a chihuahua, you're inbred as fuck, so every time you sneeze, your fucking eye pops out. <laughs> you have to play fetch with your own eyeball and bring it back. So that, I guess what I'm saying is the reason why chihuahuas are such fucking assholes is just reincarnation frustration. <laughs> uh, I did, uh, by the way, find out that chihuahuas are Mexican. I said, Build a fucking wall. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big wall, just 30 centimeters is fine. It's pretty enough. Pretty enough. Thank you for watching my video. If you enjoyed it, please like and share. If you didn't enjoy it that much, well, still please like and share. It's good karma. You don't want to end up like a chihuahua, right? Fedor Ikalar there, great stuff. If you want to find out more about his work, you can go to his Facebook page. Um, you spell his name, because I'm sure I've pronounced it incorrectly. Fedor, F-E-D-O-R, and Ikelar, I-K-E-L-A-A-R. So check out his Facebook, he's on YouTube too. Uh, some really good stuff to find there. Uh, that just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who's been involved in the show. Um, Itsuki Naka, Fedor, and of course, uh, all the guys who got in touch with the burning question. Uh, oh, and the people who got in touch with the news story, that was great as well. So 
please keep getting in touch. We we love I'm saying getting in touch so much. It just stops <laughs> stop saying touch get, me. Please touch <laughs> me. Talk about Freudian. <laughs> in yeah, in married out yet. So please contact us. We like it when you contact us. It makes us feel warm and snuggly. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love uh, John please quickly tell me what the burning question for next episode is uh, well after your um, heinous crime of calling a woman a woman I think we should have what is the uh, the most inappropriate thing you've said to a complete stranger <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good alright uh, yeah anything else no I think that's all alright catch, catch you later, later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast